0: So we're going to continue on in our uh, series that we started last week called um, Ghost Stories, where we're telling stories about uh, the Holy Spirit, or as the old-timers used to say, the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and so this is just a, for the next uh, several weeks we're going to be spending some time talking about what is the Holy Spirit? Now, last week, we, we kind of did an introduction to the Holy Spirit, and uh, if, if for those of you who were here last week, the, the simplest, most clear definition that we could come up with uh, as for the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is God. Exactly. Exactly. If you're looking for anything more complicated than that, you're probably looking too hard. The Holy Spirit is God, uh, and, and uh, he's, you know, the Holy Spirit is not the force. The Holy Spirit is not, you know, anything, you know, so... Uh, crazy and mystical. The Holy Spirit is God. Just as when God uh, needed a solution to save all of humanity and, and needed a human being to do that because it was human beings that got themselves in this mess, he sent himself <coughs> in the form of Jesus Christ, uh, a, a man who walked this earth 2,000 years ago. He sent Jesus Christ Uh, who was also God, uh, to do that. In the same way, after Jesus' redemption work was done, he sends the Holy Spirit himself to dwell in our hearts and lives and guide us through our Christian walk. The Holy Spirit is God. Now, if you're like me and you've been around church for any length of time you uh have probably heard some crazy holy spirit talk in church at least once at least once you've been either maybe it was from somebody that you go to church with here right now maybe it was uh from you know a church that you visited just to kind of check out and see what was going on or you went to church with a friend or your mama or somebody like that and, and they went down a whole holy ghost path that you were like "Whoa, oh, i was not prepared for that right Because let's be honest, um, things can get crazy when when we start talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, And so, um, what I want to talk about, because well, here's the thing: is that when people begin to talk about the Holy Spirit, I got to get myself settled. Um, When people begin to talk about the Holy Spirit, you start hearing things like, you know, God told me this, and, and 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 other kind of to to somebody that's either new to the faith or maybe even outside the faith, that kind of talk can feel like... You guys remember, who here was um, alive enough to be aware of things in the 80s? Anybody remember the 80s? Okay. You guys remember when uh, the televangelist Oral Roberts had his vision of the 900-foot Jesus that told him to do all this stuff and all, all the kind of stuff like that? So... Some of you sound a little bit like that when you talk about the Holy Spirit. Can can we just be honest and go? You know, sometimes, or maybe you know, maybe it's not you, maybe somebody you know, but everybody in here knows at least some person that that sounds a little bit wackadoo when they start talking about the Holy Spirit. And 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 for some of you, because I've had conversations with a lot of you about this, you're very confused about like when people say, God told me something, or I heard from God, or the Holy Spirit spoke to me, or or something along those lines, some of you get very confused about that because maybe you feel like you've never had that kind of uh, miraculous experience with God. And it seems like some people have it like twice a day and three times on Sunday, right? Like, And so you're like, what am I missing out on? that everybody else is getting, or some other people are getting, or whatever, like, how is it that God never, you know, seems to speak to him, God never shuts up when he's talking to this guy, but he, I I haven't heard from him once, it feels like, you know, so, so how do you make sense of all that in our, in our Christian life, and so, uh, again, uh, my, my goal for a lot of this series is to kind of take that concept of, of the Holy Spirit, and by the way, Holy Spirit is not just a concept, he's a person, he's a he's, he's God, right? So to take uh, the subject of the Holy Spirit and, and hopefully uncrazy it and make it, I want, I, what my, my goal is, is that everybody in this room walks away from this series going, yeah, I do have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and it, maybe it didn't look exactly what I thought it looked like or, or whatever, but make, help you make sense of it, help make sense of it. So today we're going to talk about, we're, we're going to talk about two different things. We're going to talk about what it looks like to live life in the Spirit, which we're commanded to do in Scripture, we live life in the Spirit, and then what What does it look like to hear from God? Now, um, I could have just preached a sermon on this and, and just kind of said, this is what it looks like, but like I said last week, the, the interesting thing about the Holy Spirit is He meets us where we are. And so where you are is different from where I am. And so my experience with the Holy Spirit might look or feel differently than your experience with the Holy Spirit. And so I thought it would be better if if we just got a a kind of a a wide uh, selection of people up here uh, to talk about what it looks like to live life in the Spirit. And so I've asked four people to join me. (coughs) So if if you guys would come on up, I got Janine and Manuel and Colette and Connor. Uh, Come on up. You guys welcome them this morning. Yeah. All right. So I chose these guys because um, because I, I, I really respect their walks with christ uh, I, we don 't we don't, we don't hold them up to you as perfect examples any more than I hold myself up to you as a perfect example uh, but But I respect the fact that 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 all four of these people um, have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ and have had for for quite some time and and so uh, I wanted to just simply ask some questions about that so let me read a reverse before we kind of dive in and um, uh, it comes from Galatians. By the way, if you're looking for a like a quick uh, primer on the Holy Spirit, look no further than Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 is the, uh, is the Holy Spirit chapter. Now, there's other teaching about the Holy Spirit in Scripture, but, but you're going to find a good chunk of teaching in Galatians chapter 5 about the Holy Spirit. It's a good place to start. So let's look at uh, just a, a few verses here in Galatians chapter 5. Start with verse 16. Paul says this, pardon me. He says, but I say, walk by the spirit. He's talking to a church here, okay? He's talking to people in a church. But I say, walk by the spirit and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. So again, he's talking about, you know, for those of anybody here wish you could kind of resist the desires of your flesh from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I think most of us who are followers of Jesus Christ wish that for ourselves. Like we don't want to be controlled by our flesh. We want to be controlled, led by the spirit. And so he's, he's given this teaching on, on exactly that. And then he says this in verse 19. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I uh, warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, before some of you, I know, are going to hit me up after church, and you're going to be like, I've done that before. Uh... (laughs) maybe not every one of them. <laughs> well, we, need to have a, we need to have some coffee if you hit every single one of those. That's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> so um, no, no, maybe seriously, not every one of them, but, but maybe some of you hear like, I have fits of anger from time to time. And it says like my, you know, I have no place in the kingdom of God. And I think it's, again, when we're talking about being controlled by the flesh, it's not that it's not that you never fall, but are you being controlled by those things? Are, is, is your story fits of anger, or is your story Jesus Christ? Does that make sense? So, All right, and then he, he finishes it off with this, uh, starting with verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit, so he's just got kind of the fruit of the flesh. That's kind of, well, kind of what he's given us at that point. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And then he says this, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. All right. So he's kind of trying to lay out this this, uh, pattern for our lives that says, if you say that you have accepted Jesus Christ, if the Holy Spirit resides in you, which he does if you've accepted Jesus Christ, if that's true, then your life should show it. It doesn't mean you're going to look perfect, but it just means that it's going to be evident that you're on your way to something different than you were on your way before, all right? That, that you're going to be heading towards the things of the Spirit versus towards the things of the flesh. You, you may still have sins of the flesh. You may still occasionally sin. But that's going, to be, that's going to be a side trip on your trip towards the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be the destination you're going towards. Does that make sense? All right, we're on the same page there. So this concept of walking in the Spirit, like for those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, um, this should be one of the central parts of our everyday life, walking in the Spirit. And so that was my, my first question that I just want to ask uh, these four is that what does walking by the Spirit look like in your life? What does walking by the Spirit look like in your life? And so, um, we should have drawn straws or something.
1: We picked (laughs) Janine.
0: All right. Janine, you have been voted off the island. Go ahead. Go ahead. What does walking by the Spirit look like in your life?
2: So, walking by the Spirit. So, You know, Jeff said that he wants to really demystify this whole idea of what it means to live in the Spirit. And as I was thinking about that this week, well, yeah, in order to demystify it, you actually have to um, really reveal a lot about yourself. Because I totally agree that not only does God meet you where you're at, but he meets who you're at. And in order for you to understand how I walk with the Spirit, you have to kind of know who I am um, for that to make sense. I'm a really angry person. Um, when I was a kid... By the
0: way, way Janine is our children's, children's minister. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. I, I meant well, to introduce her before she started, but that seemed like the appropriate time, so right? go ahead. That's,
2: yeah, thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good thing you respect my walk and yeah, i yeah. doing okay. <laughs> I was the kid who, back in the 80s, I thought about bringing guns to school when people made me mad. Like That was an actual thought that I would have had. Um, I don't like stupid people. Like stupid people make me really mad. Um, and so these are things that I struggle with. I don't struggle with all of those, but I do struggle with, uh, with anger and just judgment, um, being very um, righteous. When I first became a Christian, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. But when I became a Christian, um, I was very legalistic. I don't know who taught me how to be legalistic, but it was just natural. <laughs> like these were the rules. This is what you do. Um, this is how you behave. Like why would you even think of doing that? That just dumb and so for me walking in the spirit is when I'm not controlled by those things when I come home and my house is a mess my husband's sitting on the couch I don't yell at him I'm not (laughs) (laughs) angry I it doesn't matter it's when I'm walking in the spirit it means that I can see the bigger picture of these things and that I am able to see people through the love of Christ nobody's perfect not even me and when I walk in the spirit, I, I remember those things. Those little things that would normally make me mad or upset don't make me mad. Um, I love people, and I can love unconditionally with them. And like Jeff said, it doesn't happen every day. You can ask my husband. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but that's what it truly means, mm-hmm. is that I'm able to do the things. I'm able to get on Facebook and not respond in Dixon411. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> she's, she's Wow. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think just big picture, that's what it means is that I am able to to not do those things, and it's not even a thought. Like it wasn't even I struggled with it. it. Was just it just happened. Like it was just a normal, natural who I was at that moment because I was letting the spirit fill my life rather than my own fleshly desires.
0: So, would you say that it's kind of been some aspect of that is is being able to live life against your nature and 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 then towards the Holy Spirit. It is
2: living your life against your nature. But I feel like when I am walking in the spirit, when I am listening and doing the things that I know I need to do, it's not even a, but it's not even a question. It just happens. It then becomes a natural part of who I am, which when I stop to think about it is so unnatural because Mm -hmm. I know that that's not who I am. I am a sinner saved by grace. And so um, I feel like I can make now, I do want to say that I am, I've grown. I'm 44 years old. I became a Christian when I was uh, a senior in high school, so I've been a Christian for a while. And I can make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, I can choose to do the right thing. Right. I can choose to be kind. I can choose to forgive. But I know that that was, that was me, like, knowing that I need to do these things um, and not necessarily the Spirit, like, empowering me. Mm. Now, you can't live in that place all the time because you will fail. Yeah. You will fail on your own, um, but, I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten pretty good at doing that every now and then. But when I'm truly living in the Spirit, it's, it's not even a choice. It just happens. It's an yeah. outpouring. Yeah. It's that just natural ability that this is the way we respond, this is the way we love, this is what we need to be doing.
0: That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to go to Connor now. Connor uh, is our resident teenage panelist. And uh, I wanted to get him up here because, one, I really respect – his walk with christ and i just love seeing what god's been doing in his life lately but um um i wanted to get maybe a a, a younger point of view for somebody who's a little younger in their faith and um i mean you've been a christian for a while now but uh, but you know still have a lot of life ahead of you and that sort of thing so um what's it look like for you to walk in the spirit
3: one second no it's mine i'm sorry There you go. That's better. Okay. So, um, for me, I feel like walking in the Spirit, it's... So, for me, I think when I choose to be in the Word and choose to pray and choose to spend time with God, like, throughout the day and, um, like, especially in the mornings, I've noticed when I choose God in the mornings, my whole day is better. Um, And so, I feel like for me i tend to find like peace and joy um which is what it said in like the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace um and i find a lot of peace and joy when i choose god and um when i feel filled with him and um i feel like choosing to spend time with him and spend time in the word in it says, um, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And so when I choose to draw near to God, um, I feel like he draws near to me and like I feel closer with him and have that joy and peace. Um, and also just drawing, like being younger, um, just, well, not even, never mind. Um, <laughs> just drawing, like living throughout this faith and, Getting closer with him step by step i 've noticed definite changes um, in the way i 've lived like i 've become much more selfless than the way I was, and that isn 't me um, recently i 've been just struggling with like trying to choose and acknowledge that it 's not me that is living this out it 's god it 's God like changing me and living through me and um, I feel like that's just having that acknowledgement and that, um, just choosing him and having that desire for him is the way that he's helped me um, live in the spirit.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Do you? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Like for someone who's not a Christian, and here's a phrase like you just used about feeling. Uh, how, I'm trying to remember how you, like, feeling filled with the Spirit, like in those times when you feel filled with the Spirit. Like, how would you describe that to someone who's outside the faith, like, if they were trying to understand that? I know, I'm, I'm sorry, I should have <laughs> put you on the spot, but go
3: ahead. Um, filled with the Spirit. I'd say it's just you feel good. You feel at peace. You feel at joy, and just you feel comfortable and filled. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Thank you. Um,
0: Manuel, what about you? Manuel's one of our elders here at Living Hope, and uh, he's our least elder elder. <laughs> he's the least eldest
4: of the elders. So. I don't have a receding hairline like the rest of them. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, um, walking in the spirit, first of all, you can't do that. If you don't know what that means. Mm. And if you're not in the word, if you're not reading your Bible, how are you supposed to know what walking in the spirit means? Um, so for me, I try to stay in my Bible. I fail a lot, like many of us. Um, but <clears throat> I, <excuse> me. <coughs> I come up from a place of anger like Janine here. i don't want to make her mad Um, (laughs) i used to be a very angry person and i used to fail at a lot of those things on that list and if it were up to me um not being in a walk with jesus and not walking by the spirit i would probably still do those things um my life has changed a lot since then um when you're walking in the spirit uh Um, You can see those changes in your life You start seeing the fruits that you're producing Instead of acting in anger And putting holes in walls and stuff Which I've done as well um, You start seeing what it looks like To give that anger to God And live from a place where You have absolute freedom from that And I'm not saying you won't fail again But if you continue to go to God with that, you start seeing those changes and you start learning to praise God in those areas instead of acting on anger or immorality or any of those other things. Um, I took notes and I'm not even reading them. (laughs) (laughs) So basically for me, I start doing that in the morning when I wake up. Um, When I'm on my way to work, I'm praying to God and not asking God for things, I'm surrendering myself to him, telling God I'm yours today, make me new because if I go on throughout my day myself I'm going to be myself, I'm going to go back to human tendencies but by surrendering myself to God and saying do with me what your will is, then I see change in my life
0: Mm. that's good, so um, walking in the spirit then is very intentional doesn't happen by accident
4: It definitely does not happen by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, be in the Word. Know what it means to walk in the Spirit. Know know what those fruits are, and you'll know what to look for. And if you're not obtaining any of those, then maybe Mm. it's time to change something. Mm,
0: That's true. That's good. Thank you. All right, Colette. Colette Boiselli is our minister of miscellaneous. (laughs) and, And she... She's responsible for every beautiful thing in this church and, uh, and she does, she does good stuff, but um, anyway, go ahead
1: I'll be last. Um, okay, so you said if we had a verse, um, my verse John 1426 is "But the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sent in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you." Mm. And um, for me. That really walking in the spirit is is that um, I come from a very different background. I come from um, born in the church, uh, generations back on both sides so i I have no understanding of what it means to not know God, mm-hmm. to not um feel like the Holy Spirit is guiding you, so you know there's a lot of teachings on conscience. And the whole what's the what's your conscience? What's the Holy Spirit? And um, I think it'd be very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of my upbringing, those things are so m- melded because most of what trained my conscience was um, all about God and all about you know the church and things like. So, f- what a blessing you know that has been. And um, so every day it isn't a big like you know it's starting the day with you know what do you, what do you have for me where do you want me to be who do you want me you know just being willing to do or sacrifice your time or you know make the phone call you need to make or that you feel and just just desiring to be in God's will um it it isn't it isn't so hard it isn't so it's just sacrifice every morning of well, I shouldn't say sacrifice but um just that submission because i want to be in your will you know and over time that gets easier um as an encouragement it's not because oh i'm so studious and i always stay in my bible or whatever for me it's because it's been so many years in the church that it becomes more natural there's it's like Of course, I'm going to choose this over that because I know where that goes. Because I certainly have not um, always walked in the spirit (laughs) or always made those good decisions. God's taught me a lot through making really bad decisions. Um, But, yeah, so the day-to-day, it's just um, looking for ways that um, I can further his kingdom. So every you know every decision i make about how i'm going to spend my time or my resources or you know is this something that's bringing god's kingdom here is it going to further the kingdom is it going to make someone see christ maybe that weren't necessarily going to see christ today Mm. um and when i'm not doing those things it makes me not feel good Mm. so um anyway that's great that's
0: great When you were talking about kind of your background, it it made me think of, you know, because a lot of times we we tend to think of um, maybe there's something wrong with us if we don't have a big flashy conversion story, um, you know, where we went to whatever, where we did that whole list of things we just read earlier, you know, that sort of thing. And and I I love that verse where uh, Paul, in his letter to Timothy, he says, "Um, I see this faith in you that was that I first saw in your in your mother, Lois, and your grandmother, Eunice, and I now see alive and well in you. And, like, how powerful a testimony to say um, somebody before me, a generation or two or three or more, changed our family legacy because of decisions they made. That's, and that's what I hope for all of us, regardless of your background, that your legacy changers in your family, you know, that, that this faith gets passed down. It's beautiful. I think for me, walking in the Spirit is... It's the difference between someone who has been dating a person for 50 days versus married to a person for 50 years. It's that kind of difference. That there's something, yeah, it's super romantic when you're first dating and you first get to know someone and you're all head over heels and that's great. But talk to someone who's been married for decades and they'll tell you that the love they have for that person now um, that that the the previous the early love pales in comparison to what they have now for for that for their spouse, and and it's that it's it's a long it's like Eugene Peterson his, his book it's a long obedience in the same direction it's it's a long it's a marathon, and it's not I'm not looking for the flash do I enjoy the occasional stadium worship concert you know where where you get all the good feels and everything yeah sure you enjoy that but I'm not living for that. And I'm not, my faith isn't shaken or weakened if I haven't experienced that in a long time because I've got this, because I'm walking with God every single day and it's it's just daily obedience, it's daily submission, it's daily just kind of, like like Manuel said, just putting myself to the side and embracing whatever God has for me. It, it doesn't have to be characterized by... Um, by heavy amounts of emotion it's just i know like i know god is and always will be faithful to me and so i'm going to do my best to be faithful to him and and so it's just it's just long it, and so like it, i think it's the difference like walking in the spirit spirit it's the difference between religion and relationship like if you if we talk a lot of in church about having a relationship with god relationship happens when you intentionally spend time with a person, when you communicate with that person, when you sacrifice for that person, when you give your life for that person. That's when real true relationship happens. It's the same thing with our relationship with God. It's not, I can't treat God like a hobby. I can't treat him as some sort of, you know, Sunday pastime or whatever that he has to be central in my life for me to say that I have a real and true relationship with him. In the same way in your in your you know dating relationships or your marriage relationships, if you if you say you're in a relationship with someone and you never give that person a time of day, you don't live anywhere near them, you hardly ever talk to them. You're you're just husband or wife by title only, whatever, that's not much of a relationship. And you can't expect to have a deep Long distance, you know, or uh, not long distance, but a deep uh, going the distance relationship with God, if He is uh, just an afterthought in your life, that He has to be central. And when he, and 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 how, if we truly, as followers of Jesus Christ, are are filled with God, how can He not be central to our lives? Like how can, how is that even possible to 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 walk through your life? as if god's not in you. Um, and so it is. It's it's and so there are ups and downs to that relationship too. There are seasons of doubt and there are seasons of weakness and there are seasons of depression and there are also long seasons of of victory and seasons of of growth and all the, all you know and then there are those emotionally high mountaintop experiences too that are so beautiful. And it's just like the a long relationship and so uh, that's what it looks like for me. Um so I'm going to read what, uh, part of what Colette just read back in John 14, starting with verse 15. Jesus says this. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Ooh, would everybody just say that with me right now? Say that. Say that. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's, if you don't get anything else out of today, that's, that's the keeper right there. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I, and, I'll, and I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then down in verse 25, he says, These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So I love that Jesus says there's going to be this aspect of the Holy Spirit alive in us that he will constantly be reminding us. Speaking to us about the things of Christ, about what Jesus, about the, the life Jesus wants us to live, and all that kind of stuff—really uh, amazing things. So, so the next question is is very simply: What does or how does God speak to you? When we talk about God speaking to to us, what does that look like for you? So, uh, let's go in, in reverse order this time.
4: Say that again.
0: How does God speak to you?
4: Um,
1: well, I have never heard of. Audible voice, or you know, seeing a vision, or anything like that. You can go sit down now. <laughs> no, <I'm just> teasing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it's the older I get, the more comfortable I am um, trusting when I get a thought from nowhere, mm. um, and that that has taken years where you know you can second guess yourself, and or you know you're trying to. You want to do what you want to do or you're comfortable doing, and so especially if it's not what you're comfortable doing. um, But I I have to say this just happened this morning where, um, you know, thinking this stuff through last night and writing some notes and um, thinking about that, you know, that blessing of having a conscience trained from birth and, you know, how great that was, and and that was an awesome thing for me. And then this morning when I was, I was just in the shower and it's like out of nowhere, I was just like, you know, God was saying, that is what, you know, that's what you should be telling other people. Mm -hmm. You know, your word for this church or, you know, for young parents, it's like, you can give no greater gift to your children than to foster a conscience that is completely in line with scripture and that, they aren't going, well, I don't know, is this my conch or whatever, because I had to kind of, there are some things I had to weed out. You know, is this mm, is this what God doesn't want me to do, or would this piss my mom off? Mm-hmm. You know, and they're very different. And um,
0: We should get that on a bracelet, a little so, <laughs> WT. I don't know what that uh, would be.
1: Yeah, so, um, <laughs> but because I did try to do that with my kids, I didn't always succeed, but um Trying to teach your kids what is biblical and not mix it up with what your preference is, mm. what you want them to wear, mm. how you want them to look, or
0: that 's hard and, do yeah.
1: it is really, <laughs> hard, really hard but honestly it 's the best yeah. gift you could give your kids so that they 're not questioning everything, and then a lot of times they end up questioning things that God says. Mm. Because they're always mixing it up with, is this what my church thinks? Is this what my grandma will get mad at, or my dad won't like my haircut? You know, it's just like, just do your very best to stick to what is scriptural when you teach your children, and not what is your preference. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, I like, I wasn't even thinking about any of that, and it was like. And now I can't let go of it. Mm. It's like all I can think about this morning. Yeah. And to me, that's the Holy Spirit just saying, what can you do to... Somebody needed to hear that this morning. Yeah. 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 What can you do to elevate the body from what you know? Don't just go, whew, so glad that I got that, mm. you know.
0: That's good. So. Anyway. That's really, really good. That's my example. Good. Thank
1: you. And I, I think you could talk to any one of my kids and they could give you examples of where god has spoken to them and there have been really really big things that have happened but we don't look for that every day mm-hmm. and if god wants to do that he'll do it but don't look for it
0: yeah that's good good Manuel.
4: so how does god speak to me um i could tell you how not to hear him <laughs> mostly, um, if I'm filling up my time with sitting in front of a TV or doing things that I want to do, filling up my life with stuff that doesn't really matter, they're fun, but if I'm filling my time with everything that I want to do and not keeping Jesus at the center of all those things, um, it's very easy not to hear him speak to you. Um. But for me, I could say audibly in my own head, I have heard God speak to me, and that's mainly when I'm dealing with a uh, sin issue, and I just give it over to God. I always hear a hey, I'm proud of you. You know you're mine, and uh, that, that's big for me. Mm. But mostly it's uh Probably just a, either through my conscience or, or just heartfelt. This is what you need to do, or hey, I need you to talk to this person. Um, but you have to belong to God first, because if you don't belong to God, how how are you going to hear Him speaking to you? Um, I have a verse here, uh, John ten twenty seven. Jesus said. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. So if you if you know Jesus and you hear him, it's going to be very easy to follow him. Um, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, that's good. It's pretty pretty simple. It doesn't sound simple when you hear people talk about God spoke to me, and and you're like, yeah, okay,
0: that's good. Um,
3: but yeah,
0: thank you for that. That's good. I'm
4: proud of
3: you. <laughs> My
4: goodness. <laughs> Go ahead, Connor. Okay, so how does God
3: speak to me? I feel like for me, it's like, I don't really have a better word for this, but like a burden almost on my heart. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that burden comes with, like, a thought. It's like, go talk to that person, or, like, you need to go to, to that person and say something. And I'm just like, uh, okay. And, like, um... And it's weird, because, like, you can tell the difference between, like, when you know it's, like, God, or it's just you sometimes. It's, like, with God, it's, like, okay, like, you really, like, it's for sure, it's almost, it's, like, yes, like, this is what you need to be doing in this moment. Um, And also, like, God speaks to you through his word. Like, his word is his word. Like, it's his word speaking to us. It's, like, a letter for us to learn and to draw it close to him. And so, um, yeah, he definitely speaks to me through his word. Um, yeah, that was a lot quicker than... No, that's that good. Be, but that's yeah. perfect.
0: <laughs> that's that's exactly... I, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, he definitely speaks to us through his word. So, If you're waiting, 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 waiting to hear from God and you have a Bible in your hand, um, yeah, here's your sign, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, go ahead.
2: Okay, so... The the answer to this question is similar to the last in that I not only do I think God meets you where you're at, Mm -hmm. but he also meets who you're at. Um, I would disagree with Manuel just a little bit in that even before I knew who God was, God was calling me. Mm -hmm. And in looking back, I know he was calling me. Um, I'm also a very extroverted person. If you, if you know me, I love being around people. And so God has always sent people to me. Um, when I was growing up, My two best friends went to church, and we would walk to school in the morning. I'd go over and hang out at their house, and guess what was always on her bedside table? It was a teen Bible. And so while she was primping and getting ready, I would read it. I didn't necessarily understand it, but I read it. They would invite me to church every now and then. And so God has always used people in my life. Um, There are some incredible people sitting in this audience right now who God has used to speak into my life when they don't even know what's going on, and they just come up and say, Hey. I love you, or hey, what's, you know, just whatever it is. God has always used his people um, to speak into my life. Definitely agree with the word. I mean, if you're waiting for a sign, open your Bible. It's, there's lots of really good stuff in there, and, and he is, I agree with Connor. It's a letter to us. Um, it's for us in this time and in this place. Um, and so he does speak to us through his word. I feel like, um, for me, God also speaks to me through music. I love a good a good song. Um, again, growing up, when I wasn't a Christian, music can make me do really bad things. Like, I, you know, if I listened to the wrong kinds of music, I would make really bad choices. Um, that's just how it impacted me. And so, in the same way, when I um, hear a song on Caleb or Air One or I'm worshiping, and those words just, speak to me in that time and in that place um I'm trying to think i think it's a sidewalk prophets but you know remind me who i am to you is one that really speaks to me whenever it comes on it's, it seems to be miraculous in that i need to remember who i am to him because something in my life is going on and so the lord uses music in my life um yeah i think those were most of them call it i just loved what you said about um Training up your children, and I don't know if this is the appropriate time or place, but I just want to say thank you for being that role model to me. Um, because again, the Lord uses people in my life, and um, I'll be very honest: there are lots of times when I didn't disagree, or I didn't agree with the things I saw you doing. And I thought you're crazy, <laughs> but you know what? You're not the first. <laughs> <laughs> I look at your children and how incredible they are and how wonderful they are, and how they're all serving the Lord. And you did a good job, lady. You did a good job. And thank you for Not being that. ideas. But, <laughs> yeah. but thank you for being that role model. And there are things that you and Ron have done that Brian and I said, we'll never do that. And guess what? We do it. Mm. Because it was good stuff. And so thank you for speaking into our lives and being those role models, because we heard the Lord through you.
0: Yeah, it's good. Thank you.
1: I do have to say, my kids make me look good in spite of myself <laughs> quite often. So... As
0: all God. <laughs> That's good. So um, for me, uh, hearing from God, I hear from God primarily through Scripture. Um, I also hear hear from God, uh, I would say secondarily, through just my thoughts, just through, like I feel, I really feel the Holy Spirit guiding my thinking throughout the day. And and who was it said that thought out of nowhere? Who was it that said that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally identify with that. Where it's just like, sometimes God plants this like mental thing, and it just will not let go. And and so so just working a lot through my thoughts. Uh, that or you know the Bible might call that that still small voice. Um, you know that sort of thing. So um, I also hear from God through a lot of you, through just fellow um, believers. And uh, God has used so many people to speak into my life and. And as, you know, you guys have been his voice piece uh, to me. So that's awesome. Uh, and then occasionally, and I, when I say occasionally, I mean very occasionally. Like I can count on one hand my whole life this type of thing that's happened. But occasionally, it, it does feel somewhat more miraculous. Um, I, I'm not going to say I've, I've heard from God audibly. I'll say there's been a couple of times his voice was so, it was too loud to be audible. If that makes any sense, it was it it just shook me, shook me like shook my insides. It, it was as almost as if someone snuck up behind me and whispered right there, you know, just just shook me. And um, and then there's been times when he speaks to me like I'm praying, and he just gives me this immediate answer because he knew I needed to hear that immediate answer. There's there's a, a time when I had first joined the army, I was in basic training, and and I joined the Army because I felt the Holy Spirit guiding me to do that. I went into the chaplaincy, and, and th- this was an avenue of ministry for me. And, um, and so I'm in basic training. We're in the typical long bay of bunk beds, you know. And a guy in our, uh, our group had, had um, tried to commit suicide that night. And the medics had come and got him and taken him away. And, and I remember that was the, we were about six weeks in, five or six weeks in, and it was the first time I broke. I had been pretty strong up until that point, and I, I just emotionally broke. And I was laying in my bunk, and I'm just crying, and I'm praying, and I'm like, God, why in the world did you bring me here? Why in the... And I'm literally asking that question, God, why in the world did you bring me here when I get a, a, a poke on my shoulder? And it's another one of the soldiers, and he's like, Myers, these guys knew, knew I was a Christian, It's like, Myers, there's a couple of us guys uh, over here, we'd like for you to come pray with us. Like right there, as I'm asking God, why are you? Why you know? Why why did you bring me here? So I was like, okay, drive my eyes, you know, <laughs> okay. I jump off the bunk and I come around to that center, you know, bay between all the bunk beds, and it wasn't a couple. It was literally every single soldier in my um, platoon, all ho- together in a cir- circle, waiting for me to lead them in prayer. Every single one of them. And, and it was, that was one of those moments where God just blew me away, where it was like he gave me such a clear answer to the question that I was asking him. And it wasn't his audible voice. It was just by making the circumstances just obvious, right, obvious. And so he, God speaks to us through all kinds of different ways. Um, so anyway, I would say, that, oh, let me, let me say, let me throw this one out there too, and we'll close, actually we'll close with this as a, as a, as a married man, um, God often speaks to me through my wife, often speaks to me through my wife, um, that she, she has a gift for having this kind of, um, God's eye view over my life to kind of, you know, when I'm frantic, when I'm confused, when I'm whatever, she can speak sense into that. And, um, and I'm really thankful to have, to be married to a godly woman who can, who can also be kind of a, a mouthpiece uh, from God in my life. So uh, God's voice can come to us through a lot of different ways. And it doesn't have to be the 900-foot Jesus. It doesn't have to be. Although I hear, I'll throw this out there too. I've talked to many of you who God speaks to you through your dreams, who gives you a word, a, a, a definite word through your dreams. And, but let me just throw, I'll, 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 let me kind of end with this, that all of those things I've just listed have to pass the test of Scripture. If it does not pass the test of scripture, it is not from God. Plain and simple. Do not come and tell to me that God came to you and gave you clearance to divorce your husband, divorce your wife because he wants you to be happy. That does not pass the test of scripture. And that is not God. Not God.
2: I was just feeling kind of bad because we were talking about wanting to demystify the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and so i didn 't bring up just what you spoke about is about dreams and um, while it doesn 't happen very often um, i don 't know it 's kind of the same idea where you just get a thought in your head, but it 's a dream um, maybe a little more visual, mm-hmm. but God has spoken to me through dreams, mm-hmm. but those again are not something that I just take and run with i 've always spoken to others about and said hey what do you what do you think mm-hmm. about this because dreams don 't just come from God, they can come from other they can places come
0: from- Pizza.
2: Yeah, pizza. Exactly. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <true. laughs> <It's true. laughs> <A> little indigestion, <laughs> um, but that has yeah. happened, and yeah. so and that and that's okay too. I mean, I know we want to demystify it, but I don't want to downplay that exactly. God can use other other modes Absolutely. to Absolutely. to get to you.
0: Absolutely. I think,
1: Good. I think also that he can he can use the spectacular sometimes just to whether it's to get your attention to just show himself to others. Um, and I think that 's I mean it really can solidify your faith. I know that like there 's been really major major works of God that have happened in a lot of my children 's lives at a young age they 've had i mean God move in a really crazy way, but they don 't look for that every day, but it has solidified their faith because they like they know how powerful God is, and they they trust that he 's there because of those spectacular things. But when you're looking for that, then you've lost perspective, mm-hmm. and so anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you all so much for for that perspective. I hope you guys got something out of that. Um, <laughs> easiest sermon I have preached in a very long time. So that was great. Thank uh, thank you again for just that perspective. I think it's helpful, and I hope hopefully what you hear from that is that. Again, it doesn't have to be some supernatural thing, although occasionally it might be. There might be some sort of you know, um, miraculous element to the way that God communicates to us, but day in, day out, um, it's going to feel more steady. It's, it's going to feel more just relational, I guess. Um, but anyway, that's good. So, All right, we're going to continue into the series in the next few weeks, so uh, keep coming back and, and uh, bring your friends. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we love you so much, and we thank you for uh, your word to us this morning through your scripture, through your followers, through the way that you have guided our thoughts uh, and directed our voices, uh, through giving some of us words that we weren't even planning on saying, and uh, your Holy Spirit just kind of uh, pushed that in there, and so um, we just thank you. Thank you for the way that you speak to us, the way that you guide us. Help us to walk in your spirit um, and, and live in this constant awareness of your presence in our lives. Help us to sacrifice ourselves to you daily and uh, and really submit to you. Um, put a, a, a hunger in us to walk in your spirit and help us to walk so closely to you that we can easily recognize your voice in our life. Um, we love you. We just thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. amen. All right. Hey, everybody have a great week.